Get ready, people, for the show that's all about crypto with blockchain expert, entrepreneur, and day trader, also founder and CEO of Digital Currency LLC, your host of Cryptocurrency Now, Jeffrey Bitten, a.k.a. Coin Gorilla, with co-host, radio veteran, D. Elvis, the voice chameleon. Welcome to a special edition of Cryptocurrency Now with Jeff and D, the Coin Gorilla and the Voice Chameleon. And uh, real quick, just want to say thank you guys for listening, first of all, and thank you for being patient with us. As uh, Jeff, we ran into a couple snafus last week in getting episode four uh, out on the Friday as we try to get new episodes out every Friday. And uh, part of that is traveling and it's also the technical problems running into while traveling, right? Yes, and, and um, I, I also want to apologize to all our listeners and everything. Um, like Dee said, we try to get this out there every Friday because all, all the CoinWatch um, information is relevant for the week, so we try to keep it. You know, it's our apologies. I was at some conferences last week, um, been on the road, so miscommunication with between editing and us so uh but yeah, yeah we but actually recorded it that friday morning we did we just weren't able to get it out to all you guys till uh the middle of the following week so this one hopefully you are hearing on friday of this coming week which would be june 8th we are recording today on june 6 2018 and again uh we're doing something a little bit different this week because a lot of big stuff broke and Jeff and I agreed that it was really important to convey some information and uh, caution everybody listening and everybody who's out there dabbling in the crypto world about uh, certain things that go on with ICOs. Yes. So, um, and I'll touch on why this kind of like hit me to heart. So, I get a lot of emails all the time. And um, one email that I got a while back was from a lady. Um, she just she explained she's a grandmother. She's um, investing her funds that she saved, you know, over the years and through her pension or forth, you know, so forth, so forth. Um, her name's Lucille. So uh, she said she saw me on the Larry and Joe show and she asked for some advice. And, you know, she said, whenever you do anything, I'd love to invest and this and that. So uh, we kept in touch, you know, and, and sure enough, uh, she's been a great supporter and everything. And um, I was on the road. She said, hey, um, she was asking what's going on with Griffin coin and what happened with G coin. And I explained her the situation and um, she said, oh, great. Thank you. And by the way, you were right about Michael Stolaire. And, and you know, that he was a scammer. And then I was like, whoa, okay. She's like, if it wasn't for him, I'd have an extra 500 bucks in my pocket. So, Jeez. yeah, and like, you know, so kind of, and I've been on the road, so I haven't been really up on, on the news like that. And- um, But this is something that you, you warned people about Titanium and Michael Solaire uh, <laughs> weeks ago. Yes. Not sooner. And you caught some backlash for that from members of the crypto community. I did. For one reason or another. Oh, they're I coming did. to get you. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on the road. And, uh, you know, not every uh, every uh, place has double pane windows. So. <laughs> no, it's all right. I lived in it's, Baltimore uh, for 19 years. And uh, when I, <laughs> if I was doing this podcast uh, back home in Baltimore, uh, you'd hear sirens often. Sorry, the only room that was available was the bottom floor, so I, I had to take it. <laughs> no worries. I think it kind of adds to the ambiance, and it, I, it was almost, like, appropriate. Like, if I were going to time out a sound effect about, you know, because <laughs> that's what has happened. The SEC it is. is cracking down on Titanium, and Mr. Michael Solari actually is his real name, and then he came up with this name, Michael Solari, as, like, a pseudonym, which... yeah. Yeah. kind of douchey to begin with. <laughs> I mean, have you seen his face? Yes, I have. He looks like he should be on the cover of Mad Magazine. Yeah, like... You know, literally, dude, that guy, he's just so transparent. Like, I don't know, dude. But, like, so... So, okay, here we go. So, I went ahead and I 
clicked in Michael Stoller Titanium and I saw that the SEC just went ahead and charged him and put like an emergency order to freeze the assets and everything like that. And I was like, oh my God, right? Like I literally was just like, I knew that shit. And I was like inside, inside myself, I was like, I called it, I knew it. Yeah. And it was like, but I don't like to blast fellow people in the crypto community you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I mean, it's just not it's just not conducive to business. And it was my theory, and I didn't even speak on it until the Larry and Joe show. They asked me, "What coins do you want to list on your exchange?" And I said, "Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you one coin I won't list, and it was titanium." Okay, and, and then they were a little taken aback by that. Well, you know, first of all, uh, shout out to Larry and Joe. You guys are awesome. You know what I mean? And they are unbiased. Okay. People hit them up for interviews. Like they don't charge money. Like some people do. They're just totally out. Like, Hey, this guy got a great project. You know what I mean? And like, you know, this guy, Michael Stoller worked his magic, you know, like he does interviews and stuff. He's done interviews previous. So I'm sure by, they look, saw an interview of him and, you know, as well were like taken by his words i mean you know no fault to anybody larry and joe are totally like the best best like people and they just did a show about um right now about the whole thing scam you know what i mean they had they had right. no idea they're unbiased they're totally so larry just totally went with a and i mean from a business standpoint i will applaud him for this he went crazy with the marketing and really made that the forefront of his business to help Titanium and everything that he was involved in stand out in a continually evolving market and uh, you want to stay relevant and you want to be kind of the hot item on people's tongues and in their ears. And so he kind of went on this heavy marketing campaign, which is why Titanium got to be the name that it was. And I think sometimes when that happens, a lot of people don't pay attention to the actual facts and they just hear the hype and especially when it comes to things in finance people like to jump on trends and that's what he took advantage of exactly bro and 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 you're exactly right but even beyond that dude he was uh back in the days with verge currency okay so he left verge and created titanium so people you know what i mean at that point like either took sides or just believed in his credibility from Verge, you know what I mean, and backed him up as well. That that was kind of like his end because other than that, he's a nobody, okay? So like he used his credibility by working with the Verge team to, to get in, you know what I mean, which, which I believe, which gave him like a little kind of cred in the community, okay? Now. Yeah, now um, he's got his foot in the door because he gained some credibility working exactly, with Verge. Bro. And he's exactly. like, all right, now I got him where I want him. And yep. let me yep. go ahead and throw this at everybody. And, and, you know, I'm part of like, you know, forums and groups and stuff. And, you know, I know a lot of people in the community, so I'm not going to mention who from what community. But um, we had a discussion about this months back about what do you think about this guy? And um, the discussion between us ended that this guy is a scam and like people should run. I said, I agree. And we discussed the reasons and uh, it turned out to be true, bro. And, and it's really sad, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to go crazy, okay? And start accusing people of things unless you have concrete evidence, okay? And from what, what I've learned in the past, so like for instance, like first, first time that guy stole air was like, a few episodes before me in the Larry and Joe show. So I heard about him, I got on the show and uh, tried to get connected and he never responded to me, okay? Like I literally tried to connect with him and just ask him about Titanium, maybe listing it on the exchange. You know, right. I, was go I was just going by what I saw in the interview and he wouldn't get back to me. So then that just rubbed me the wrong way because I know in business if you're a real company, you have departments or people that deal with business inquiries. And if it's something viable for the company, that will get led up to the right department. Okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't care what it, what business you're talking about. If you send some kind of correspondence, uh, especially when it comes to possibly doing business together, any legitimate company is going to have some representative of that company get back to you within 24, 48 hours max. 
with so, a yes, no, not interested, yeah, not yeah. up our alley. All these companies have their standard responses for different things. These things are drawn up ahead of time, and if they're going to dismiss you or if they're just kind of dangle you on the line, there are certain cookie-cutter responses that they have you know, put together. Every company does this. It's just a way of saving time and energy and money. And because there are a lot of people who are going to reach out to all these companies and, you know, hey, man, I've got the next great idea or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And just, so somebody goes through this stuff or a team of people go through these emails or letters or whatever form of communication people are using to get in touch with these companies. And there's, like I said, individuals or teams that go through this and weed out, okay, this may have legs. This person's obviously a crackpot. Yeah. This is BS, you know. And then exactly. they have the cookie cutter responses that go in. And this is how um, CRMs work with a lot of companies. If you guys are unfamiliar exactly. with the, you know client retention management, where uh, these are big things that are implemented in any legit company. I yes. even use CRMs, and I have a one-man operation. Okay, it's simple. So. It's like a simple thing. Like so, and and on that note, bro, you're completely right. But on on a next level, I had his direct connect, and he didn't even respond. So. That, that got me to where I was like, okay, who is this guy, man? So I started doing my own research. So that know, is what initially made you a little bit suspicious, correct? <clears throat> yes, and this was months back. This was like okay. the first time I did an interview on the Larry and Joe show. We're talking like February, bro. Okay, okay? So this is, this is That's how far back, dude. Like February, March, bro. All that's right. how far back, okay? So like... I, you know, I started doing my research, bro. I started looking at the LinkedIn. I started checking out, you know, this guy's, what's his Facebook? What's the website? Anyone could create a website. Yeah. But like, bro, uh, people, if you guys want to check out his LinkedIn, it's still up. On his Twitter today, and he hasn't actually posted anything since February. So yeah, no, he had to know the jig was up. Yeah, and you know what, dude? I'll, I'd like to tell you something. So that's another thing, bro. Like, just like I researched him, he probably researched me and was like, oh, shit, this, this guy's, guy's a real guy. I can't bullshit him. I'm not going to contact him. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knew you were the real deal. So he doesn't want to contact me. Because I'll tell you what, bro. I've talked to bigger people. Like, for instance, um, the CEO of Token Pay, Derek Capo, um, he actually hit me up, said, hey, man, I you know, saw you. And, and he, we just talk, bro. And that guy is way more important than Michael Stoller ever has been or will ever will be. You know what I mean? And that's because that guy is legit. He's doing real business. That guy's a real business professional. He has a real company. And things are going to grow with this guy. You know what I mean? So, of course, if I'm in the same business and he sees a future potential or a potential at the moment, he's going to want to connect because we're doing legitimate stuff. You know right. what I mean? So So, yeah, on that note. If you go to his LinkedIn, founder, CEO, Titanium Blockchain, blah, 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 initial coin offering X. This is the thing that got me first, September 17th. Very few people know exactly how to execute an ICO and do it correctly. I've been on the front lines and I'm one of the few individuals on the planet that know what they're talking about because I've actually done it. Learn from my errors and successes. An ICO is like walking across a minefield. Let me give you a metal detector and a map of the safe and a successful path. I mean, does that not just sound like... That's a lot of just, you know, uh, lip service and just trying to... Yeah, again, that's marketing. There are it's a lot of people... Arrogance. It, yeah, it's no, like, but that's the thing. A lot of people... I think there's a lot of bravado and arrogance and the machismo in the crypto world, right? That seems to be where a lot of folks, uh, how they try to stand out by like, you know, it's uh, the swinging dick contest kind of thing. And because that seems to be what attracts a lot of people to a currency, uh, yeah. sadly. And that's again, those are the people I feel that they're just kind of going to hop in and hop out. Uh, they dabble and they're not really doing their due diligence. Um but that's how you attract people like that, with that kind of attitude. You're right, dude. You're absolutely correct, bro. And this next uh, part where it says education probably clarifies it. It says he has a bachelor's of science in clinical psychology. Now, that might be real because he knows how to manipulate things. Yeah. So he probably, you know, that might be a real part of his history. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's true or what's true about him. But it says, like, he has a bachelor's of science in clinical psychology. But this is what threw me off. So I started reading, right? Minor in exercise physiology, activities, and societies. Uh, and then it says at the end here, he's the founder of the Syracuse Students Free Weights Gym. 
Okay. Does he look like he's ever lifted a weight or even like, I mean, I don't know. It was a little weird, right? Like he doesn't look like he'd be the one to found like some free weight gym like that guy. No. Then we go to volunteer, bro. Volunteer experience. He's a supporter of the wounded warrior project, which is great. I love, by the way, I've done a lot of work with them over the years. I have to say, dude. So like I'm reading this and I'm like, you know, these are great. Like, but check it out, dude. This guy is like the super boy scout. Like, I don't know. Then he's a supporter of a make a wish foundation, boy scouts of America, American red cross and the honor fight, San Diego world vision. Like, are you kidding me? Who has time for all this stuff while running a huge business like this? That, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like if a halo's got a little too much shine on it. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. What does he call and, himself? The the, uh, the crypto evangelist? Yes, dude. That would have been my first red flag, just personally. Yeah, I, I mean... You know, and in the community, like I said, like I speak to a lot of people in the in the crypto community, devs and and people like that. And um, <clears throat> I mean, we all talked about it, but like like I said, we we don't want to falsely accuse anyone or you know be held legally liable for you know spreading. No, these something days you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, even if you tweet something that could be remotely considered to be libelous. Uh, these yeah. days you'll get pinched for it so but again if someone on a show asks you your opinion of someone uh, you can f- speak freely without consequence going back to that actually the Larry and Joe show that you did when this came up what was their reaction to what you said about titanium <clears throat> well they're totally unbiased so they were like oh wow I mean I'm sorry you know I know he's a previous guest he's like no you know that's what the show's all about go ahead you know we'd like to know you know your feelings you know so like it totally let me speak and I didn't really delve too much but I I just said this guy is so transparent I you know I've seen him on like eight different interviews that whole debacle with the t-bar and currency swap and they they stole millions and he would just always say, these guys are criminals. We're doing our investigation. You guys will know when, we, when we're completely sure, but we're on to you. And we have the FBI. And I was just like, this guy just is something not right. And then, and then when I seen like the videos from him previously, mm-hmm. he was like totally square with like a style of clothes. And then the last like interview, he was looking like the Terminator with these like fresh ass glasses <laughs> and like a leather jacket. And I was like, yo, dude, like, I could understand if that was your style from the gate, dude. Like, you know, everyone has seen me. I'm, I'm one way. But like he's he's like it's like he changed over like the interviews as he got more and more cash. And like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, it's just very <laughs> false and uh, just fronting, as I like to say. Yeah. And just like his character was just like changing and he was getting more arrogant and uh but it took him to like the last interview about like three four weeks ago to finally show an office okay and yeah, like that's weird that and, and and like yeah like i got my office months ago before i even you know started a website and stuff dude like i i mean that just rubbed me a little weird there was nothing in there he's like yeah we're just moving in we're getting some furniture from here and it's getting shipped in from there and blah 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 and this is where the receptionist will be and he did a little tour and i was like oh my god i was like this is not okay i was like that confirmed it but let's get on to like God bless America and that and the Securities Exchange Commission. Okay. Well, the thing that's gonna also go end up biting him in the ass even further is not just once the SEC's done with them, but he's probably gonna be slapped with a ton of lawsuits because some of the companies that he claimed were investing, these it's not like he picked some you know local businesses or individuals that may not have a reputation or the means to come after this guy. But, I mean, he claimed Apple, eBay, IBM, Intel, PayPal, Microsoft were partnering up with the bar tokens. So, yeah. So, so right there, that's a sign, okay? Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because Apple, they can create their own blockchain. Exactly. They can do whatever they want. They have millions of people working for them. They have the money. Do they need Michael Stolaire to create a blockchain for them? What? No. no. Are you kidding they, me? Really though? Let's like let's be honest here. Intel, 
they have Microsoft into they have their own like you know blockchain section like yeah, what are you talking these about these are like, the giants in the tech world and have been for some time i would imagine that all those companies have already put teams together or starting to put teams together to delve into what they can do in terms of this technology either right this second or have been doing so for a while now right and and two things i'll tell you like three important things this is for everyone out there you know this is just like knowledge for you guys okay big companies only partner with other big Big companies. companies yeah that is rule one okay rule two Big companies will never go ahead and partner with a no-name company. They will buy that company. Yeah, exactly. They will absorb them. Exactly. Rule three, if you see another company, for instance, a titanium claiming company, and you go to that company's website, Microsoft, Intel, and you don't see an official announcement on their website, it is false. Period. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're going to be the ones, they're going to have things in their contracts, okay, that say... You don't get to speak on this till we speak on it. So they're the ones that are going to make that kind of announcement, not Michael Stolaire. They have their teams in place for that reason. They run their PR campaigns, their marketing, everything is done down to a science. And they have complete control. So if they are making some deal, nobody else is going to make that announcement except someone from their team. Exactly. And I'll give everyone like, you know, this is just some some uh, some info because I love everybody and this is something I know and I don't mind giving it out for free. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a consultant anymore. I just want people to be informed. So another thing is, for instance, let's say Verge currency. Okay, anyone can list Verge like on their exchange. Okay, but let's say uh, uh, CoinGorilla.com wants to say we're officially partnered with Verge. Right? How that would work would be like this: It would be I would do the deal. Verge currency would announce it on their website. We are now listed on here. They would have my logo on there. You would be able to click on it and it would link directly to my website because that has analytics. I'd be able to track where that bounce came from. You know what I mean? I'd be able to see where that's coming from. Now, for instance, anyone can throw a logo of a company. If that doesn't directly click, because look, people, look, these companies, Microsoft, they have teams that analyze analytics. If they see they're getting a bounce from some website, they're going to analyze that website and they're going to see if they're using their name fraudulently or not, period. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, be weary of just other the Other companies have gotten scooped up for that and busted for that uh, oh, yeah. numerous times. Like it happens every day. It, he has too. He, he got sent letters from these companies. Stop using our logo. You know what I mean? Stolaire did. It says it here in this complaint. So, like, you know, check it out. I I have to say right now, um, you know, the SEC is doing a great job, okay? What they're doing is they're trying to inform people, they're trying to inform investors, and they're trying to see how the market plays out, okay? Now, there are going to be regulations, I believe, which is great. You know, I hate over-regulation, but regulation sets a standard and it sets people, they're culpable if something happens, they're liable, which is great because everyone wants to perform at the max, okay? And they all want to conform with the law. They want to keep that license, which is awesome, you know, and I believe in that. So on that note, the SEC has been busting a lot of these scams, okay? Now, to me, that's a sign that they are looking for the people that are scamming other people. So like that is awesome there. They're not going after blockchain or everyone in general. You know what I mean? No, they're just trying to protect people from the Ponzi scheme. You know, this is going to happen. Anytime something new comes around, especially when people don't understand what they're getting into, there are going to be folks like this a-hole that are going to prey on people. And, and God bless the SEC, and I respect them for that, and I commend them for that. You know what I mean? Like, and and that lets people know that. Hey, and I'll be honest with you, bro. Like in the in the communities and stuff, man. If you look, bro, a lot of these exchanges, a lot of these ICOs don't accept people or or clients from the United States. And I'll tell you the reason, bro. It's because they're scared of the long hand of the SEC, and they know if they have one registered user from the SEC from the United States that was defrauded the sec has the right to go ahead and get them in multiple jurisdictions so yeah. they don't mess with the u.s okay and i have to say i'm glad i'm and i'm happy about that i think that is awesome because look a lot of these icos now are registering in malta 
um, Bermuda, Seychelles, a lot of these jurisdictions, okay? Now, I'm not saying those jurisdictions aren't legal and they don't have their laws, and I'm not saying that every, every single ICO is a fraud that registers there. But what I am saying is, let's get down to the bare bones, all right? Let, let Coin Gorilla spit it to you, all right? P- people need to know. Um, let's say, uh, D, let's say you invest 1500 of your hard-earned money, okay? Right. I, let's say I invested um, 4000 you know, because I really liked the idea and I fell for whatever ploy, all right? Let's say they're registered in Seychelles, okay? And they are a fake ICO. Are you going to go ahead to Seychelles, file a lawsuit, and try to retrieve those funds? No, it's going to cost me more than I invested it to do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You really yeah. have no protection. So, like, you have to look for companies, if you're a U.S. investor, that are registered in the U.S., you know, make sure they're legit and all that. I mean, yeah, he was registered also, but, you know, there were signs that, you know, caught me on was a little fraud. But, like, the SEC... Let's get into into the complaint real quick. So an SEC complaint unsealed today charges Titanium President Michael Allen Stolari, a.k.a. Michael Stolare, a self-described blockchain evangelist. <laughs> yeah, dude. Lied about business relationships with the Federal Reserve and dozens of well-known firms, including PayPal, Verizon, Boeing, and the Walt Disney Company. A complaint alleges that Titanium's website contained fabricated testimonials from corporate customers and that Stolaire's publicity and fraudulently claimed to have relationships with numerous corporate clients. The complaint alleges that Stolaire promoted the ICO through video, social media, compared it to investing in Intel or Google. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, um, another thing is, bro, if you have PayPal, Verizon, Boeing, Walt Disney behind you, why do you need to do an ICO? <laughs> That's a very, very good point. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most basic, like, okay, you got the biggest companies in the world. They're not yeah. going to give you the money you need to do what they want you to do. I mean, those companies alone have more money than 90% of the economies and countries across the world. <laughs> that alone should have set people off like a red flag, dude. Like, that alone. And I'm sorry, and I know people... You know, I I know not everyone is greedy and just wants to work off blockchain like Lucille, the lady that sent me the email. She's a grandmother and she's trying to make some money investments for her kids at good returns because right now the banks that traditionally she kept the money in aren't paying nothing. You know, so like there's people like Lucille, dude, that literally they're they're trying to support people and they get, you know, scammed in. And it's not cool, man. This has to stop. In like the stock market world, you know, we call them boiler rooms, uh, where they're they're kind of these chop shop companies that uh, basically scam people and tell them about these investments that are going to be so glorious for them. But that's the thing. It's the individual, the grandmother, you know, the single mom with two kids trying to make ends meet or whatever that took a chance on something uh, that they'll never, you know, like a couple hundred bucks for folks like that. It means the world, you know. It does, dude, and and, and it's That's just what's really heartbreaking. Sick. Yeah, it, it is, man. And you touched a good point, bro. And it's like, you know, my mother is really humble. You know what I mean? And I love her. You know, and um, she's she she tells me she never needs anything, dude. And she she's on her budget, and she just wants me to be successful. And says, you know, hopefully I'll take care of her later. And things like she's she's been telling me that for years. And it's like right. there's been many times and you know um but i help as i can but she's not you know so her also you know she always warns me you know don't invest and things like that so it got a lot of my knowledge of like researching for my mom just kind of like hey your money is hard earned you know what i mean don't just throw it out there yeah you know what i mean and and so but yeah and another sad point is dude let's be honest d bro i mean a lot of people have great ideas okay and the only thing that they're lacking is is money most of the time even if this guy started off with bad intentions, you raised 21 million, you're telling me you can't make a business and like help, like work, look out for these people. Like with $21 million, dude, you don't even know what I could accomplish, bro. You know, with 1 million in the blockchain world with the connections I have, dude, you'd be amazed at the ecosystem I could create. I mean, that's just, that's just greed and like just, just a flat out disregard for people, bro. When like you raise $21 million, you have that talent and, and, 
even if you started bad, dude, I, I mean, let's give him the benefit of the doubt, whatever, maybe start bad. But at $21 million, you can't just say, wow, let's get the company going. This is a viable thing. I got money. This is, this is a real thing. Let's do this. You yeah, know maybe. I mean? Like, I mean, even if he was just kind of <clears throat> duping people to get the initial capital, then at that yeah. point, do the right thing with it. You know what I mean? Or, I don't know. But again, I guess people like this, <laughs> the right thing means nothing to them. Uh, it's just about getting over and doing whatever they can for as long as they can. Part of it is probably just to satiate his own ego. You know, this guy seems like that kind of person. It is, man. And, you know, I, I read a lot of books and I read about history and I read about very, um, you know, famous people in history, um, dictators and world leaders and, and you know, and such. And um, a lot yeah. of people have one thing in common, bro. Like a lot of these world dominators, leaders, bro, they wanted to conquer one little part or one uh -huh. little state. And They're it just maniacs. They spread out. And then it becomes, uh, it's almost like a, an addiction, because it really is. That's why I said they're megalomaniacs. And there's yeah. actually psychology to that. Um, I, and that's I what mean, a lot of, you know, uh, Napoleon, Hitler, uh, Mussolini, a lot of these guys had that kind of uh, trait in common. Chuchetsky, you know what I mean? Stalin, bro, like, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Saddam, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, there's been a lot of people, man, that just, um, and I don't know that feeling, but it's just like, I bet you, and I'm not going to speak for him, but like, you know, he probably said in his head, let's see if I could get a million out of this. And yeah. then when he passed like two, three, he's just like, oh my God, and just kept going. But like, that's that greed, because at a million, he could have saved a lot of people anguish and pain. If he was really a scammer at a million, that's still horrible and the worst thing you could ever do in the world but like you know that's like agreed to a level who knows he might he might have had a dying son that needs like a liver i, I mean who knows you know what i'm saying like, right the, the, sometimes it's you know it, it's uh, jean valjean stealing a loaf of bread uh, uh not to reference les miserables <laughs> this is kind of one of the old stories like when i think about you know uh, it's one of the first things I ever read where I thought, well, wow, yeah, is it a crime if you're doing this to feed your starving family kind of thing? You know, and it's like, right. well, yeah, technically it's a crime, but it's no insurance, life savings, you know, surgery for a family, you know, something like noble. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, I know for my kids and my, my family, like, I don't know what I do if faced with, you know, backed into a corner and uh, my only option was something criminal. You know, I, I might. It just. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is not the case with this guy. And even if it was, like you said, he would have stopped a long time ago. So Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, if, if it was like a crime, you'd go to jail to cross the red light, and I never did it, and I saw my kid or, or someone's kid God for our grandmother walking, they're about to get hit. I'd cross that street even if I got arrested. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's like, <laughs> the no, you know. These are allegations. We must clear that up too, you know. And everyone's innocent till proven guilty, and that's right. that's the great but thing. But it about doesn't playing. look good. I'll tell you that right now. No, and this dude, is it one doesn't. of the other things from me being, you know, I was a actual card carrying member of the media for many years, and the right. legitimate media. And right. I talked to you off air about this earlier today, and we that's why I kind of wanted to just make a little point to our listeners, guys. These days. There is so much, and you hear about fake news and people get, you know, it's a heated topic. Right. There is way more fake news out there now than there has ever been in the history of mankind, in the history of this country, okay? And I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to debate whether Fox News or CNN, blah, blah, blah. What I am saying is there is a ton of that clickbait kind of stuff that goes on where some blogger or it's just some bitter a-hole is sitting in his mother's basement whose life never turned out the way they wanted. They are constantly trying to take down other successful people, things like that, and they fly under the flag of journalism, which they are not. These people are not trained properly. They're not educated in any way, in any sort of journalistic background. That is the kind of stuff that spreads around so much quicker in this age of social media than yes, anything else. And that's why so many, because a lot of people listening right now are probably like, well, how could these people be so stupid to invest into this or whatever? But that's the thing. When enough people out there are telling you that something's legit, the average person believes a lot more of what they hear than they should. And that's right. why just check your sources, man. Again, we talked about this too. This guy was paying to be on shows. 
It usually works yeah, the other way so, around. Like so, so I'm sorry to cut you off, D, but like you know, um, me not being a social media guy or whatever, I just have the Twitter. You know, I'm not on the YouTube and all that. Um, you know, I, I've had I had channels hit me up, and I've tried to hit channels up just to spread the word about Coin Gorilla and everything because um, I hit Larry and Joe up. They didn't ask me for nothing. They said, yeah, man, we'll check your stuff out and we'll give you a call back or we'll hit you back up. That's and the they way did. it's supposed to be. Yeah, and they did. And they were like, okay, man, we have this day available. You know, like we had a few people, you know, ask about you and this and that. So, yeah, sure. So, like, they were totally, like, unbiased. It was like, okay, they checked my cred and they were like, they felt I was cool, suited, match. So, I'm not going to say what channels or who or whatever, but most of them, dude, you hit them up and they're just like, they don't even right. ask what and I do, nothing, and they're just like, okay, it'll cost this much. You know? And that's crazy, too, because, um, first of all, any legitimate format, public forum, uh, TV show, podcast, radio show, YouTube channel, whatever it is, whatever their, their, their medium, okay? If you are legitimate in terms of you're trying to bring honest content and unbiased content and you're flying under the flag of journalism, you will never ask for money. The no. only people that should be giving money to any show are the sponsors. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. So, and quite often it works the opposite. Like, okay, Oprah, Ellen, you know, there are a lot of times where somebody famous gets in trouble or there's a scandal or whatever. Everybody wants that interview, right? Yep. So in that regard, you can have legitimate news sources that pay money to the guests to be on the show. Like, right. We want the exclusive, right? But if it's the other way around, if the guest is paying to be on any show, then that right there is a huge red flag in my book. But the but the viewers don't know this, man. They so don't. that's the problem, dude. And like I just want to tell everybody, every YouTuber with the channel is not a journalist or a stand-up guy. And like, you know, and some people get suckered in, but you gotta look at their history. Does this, you know, does this person promote every fucking thing or does he selectively pick things? So like for yeah. instance, with the thing like Floyd Met Mayweather, let's go into this other SEC. This is a good good segue, bro. So um, All right. there's there was another um, fraudulent ICO that the SEC stopped. You know, I commend them again. This was back in April 2nd, 2018. It was called Centratech. And what they did yeah. was they promised um, partnerships with like MasterCard, Visa. They were going to launch an exchange where people can go ahead and use convert uh, crypto into fiat and have it on their cards. And um, but they also had Floyd Mayweather, you know, which, by the way, I love Floyd Mayweather, and, you know, um, he is a totally legit guy, you know, and I respect Floyd May Mayweather, and I believe he had nothing he had nothing to do with the fraudulency of this ICO. He was just paid. Okay, that's the thing about Floyd Mayweather. If you he knows look how to make money. History, yeah. Go on YouTube. Um, he accepted a million dollars for the Burger King guy, you know, the Burger King king. Right. To be behind him walking outside of a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, part of so the entourage, like, yeah. If you pay him a price, he will say what you need to say, okay? Yeah, he's basically trying to be, like, he'll endorse whatever because the guy likes to make money. It, um, exactly. But the thing in this day and age is that if they think if Floyd Mayweather endorses it, that, like, he's part of it or, you know, he's associated with it. Those days are long gone. There used to be a time where if you endorsed a product, you actually used that product, Okay. But then or, companies, or, companies got greedy, you know, and it happened in, in my business, not my current business, but in, in the broadcast business, okay? In the old days, if we were running commercials for Coke, we wouldn't run commercials for Pepsi. There was just kind of a moral high ground kind of thing where news stations or whatever would say, eh, it doesn't really make much sense for us to say endorse this product and then the next commercial break endorse their biggest competitor right right because you sound right. like a hypocrite and you sound like a bs artist but exactly. as companies realize you know especially what i hated what happened in the broadcast industry because it used to be a lot of independent or smaller companies that ran everything and then you uh then it became these conglomerates and companies were being bought out and next thing you know there's only like four or five major players in the entire united states running thousands of stations that's right. scary. That's what you right. call 
you know, conflict of interest. That's where uh, Sherman Antitrust Act, that's the kind of thing that was supposed to be in place to prevent these things from happening. And then right. what happens is they don't care because it's a money grab. So it is. as a consumer, you got to be a little bit smarter sometimes and stop and think for yourself and say, huh, how can Pepsi be the best soda ever? But then next week, this guy told me that Coke's the best soda ever because this guy doesn't really give two shits. He's just collecting a check. Right. And, and look at the quality of the sponsor. I mean, does this guy sponsor everything or does he only sponsor one brand? If right. this guy only sponsors one brand and that's like the, their guy, dude, like this guy really believes in the product. Like, you know, they got a good contract, like he respects like their deal. You know what I mean? Someone who's independent, just, you know, he'll market whatever. Anyone gives him the right price, he'll do it. You know what I mean? With his own little, you know, clauses, etc. And that's it. But like, uh, what I'm saying is in this day and age of like where everyone's a superstar and a YouTuber and things like that, people seem to believe that if someone says this is good, they're associating associating like them with a product or they are also saying that like they believe it's a good product because they've used it themselves. They, they just have to know that they're just a paid mouth of the company spreading the word of the company nothing more in the package of whoever is presenting it you know what i mean yeah like i'll give you a, a personal example for me right so back when i was doing uh radio on a regular basis and uh my show i had a pretty successful show Schick, the razor company yeah they wanted me to do a, a local endorsement deal and money was great and i was like wow that's awesome you know and uh one of our sales reps who pitched it to me said hey Schick loves what you do and they like me to do an endorsement deal for, on a local level or whatever i turned it down because i was like i can't because i use gillette i do i was like I, at that time i believe i was still using the, the mach 3 and i was like i am brand loyal to that from personal experience it's not that gillette ever gave me money or anything i was just like i've used all kinds of different razors and i love their products they're the right. only ones that i felt worked for me in the way i wanted them to right then the Schick people were so cool about it, too. They were like, wow, well, you know, you could still... I was like, yeah, but then what if... You know what I mean? I was like, first of all, what if somebody finds out? Yeah. Right. Or, right. And I'm like, not only do I lose credibility, but it makes you guys look foolish, too. So... Yeah, and on top of that, bro, it's like if you went on camera or radio talking about a shick, you wouldn't be as juiced as you would be with the Gillette it's because true. the Gillette is your fucking friend. And, like, you know the Gillette, you'll be like, yeah, dude, so, like, I can cut it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that was the thing. It was like, it's funny. If you talk to my friends back then, they'd be like, dude, you'd think you'd work for that company. I'm like, no. When I find a product I absolutely love for whatever reason, I, I am. I am brand loyal. Funny right. story, I don't use either of those products anymore, but, uh. but this was back then, you know what I mean? So, again, my radio station, my sales rep, and the company themselves, are the representatives for Schick, were basically like, no, it's cool, we don't care that you use Gillette, just do these spots for us. And I was like, right. remember when there was a lot more integrity, and that was one of the other, know, the, the, the writing was on the wall, and I have a hard time sticking to things that I don't believe in. Uh, yeah. I'm the and same it's way. One of the reasons I got out of the radio business, there's been offers coming in from other stations throughout. Now down here in Florida, a few things have come my way, and I've just been like, ah, I don't believe that you guys are operating with integrity anymore. So I want yeah. no part of it. And dude, that just shows your character, bro. And right on for that, dude. And that's why I'm doing the show with you, D. Like, you know, we won't go into why, bro. But like, me and you have like, um, kind of like got a friendship on top of the show, bro. And you understand my situation. I yeah. understand yours. And this is awesome, dude. And and that's and, why when you like, I saw your tweet about the Solari thing, right? Yeah. And I said, oh my God, that's that mother effort that Jeff had said earlier, like a few weeks yeah. back. Like, I'm a little skeptical skeptical about this guy and yeah then, but i could kind of feel your energy where like you just felt vindicated because i do know that you caught a lot of flack and i couldn't legally bro i was legally protecting our company dude and like so like i just gave i was like this is a personal opinion i didn't really get into why but i i just like in code i was telling people run you exactly. know what i mean and like but on, on that note dude um i, I just want to give a shout out to, to some people if that's all right absolutely all right, dude, so big shout out to the SEC. Now the people that ran this investigation is David S. Brown, 
as supervised by Joseph G. Sansom and Diana K. Tani of the SEC's Market Abuse Unit. And in coordination and supervision with Mr. Cohen, assisted by Morgan Ward Doran of the Cyber Unit and Roberto Grasso. Um, the litigation, David Van Havermat and Amy Jane Longo of the Los Angeles Regional Office. I commend you, thank you for doing this and uh, thank you for protecting all these people that believed in this guy. And um, yeah, I commend you for doing your job, right on. Amen, because I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, yeah, F the FCC or whatever. You know, I mean, like, a lot of people have problems with nah, regulations and, and things like that or whatever. And everybody's got their personal opinions about stuff. But you know what? It might be Every your grandma, night. dude. Like, not hey. you, D, but it might be someone's grandma, dude. Someone's sister that gets, you know. I'm not anti-government. I'm just like, I just think we could use a little less in certain areas. And uh, Amen. Yeah. I, I just believe in free markets and uh, individual rights and things like that. So, But at the same time, this is where I feel governments are great. Yes, dude. Because if no one was there to step in and do this, and again, allegedly, he did all this stuff. Allegedly, uh, yeah. Again, I have to go back to my days as uh, doing news and such. And thanks for reminding me, yeah, because, you know, I, I, this is due to me, so thank you for reminding me also. But it's it's one of those things where if they hadn't stepped in, who knows how long this could have gone on for, you know? Yeah, and, and, and let's, let's like, just, just on to, to, like, put this in perspective to people on a, on a normal level. What if a car company was selling cars and they were flipping over, like, constantly and there was no agency to go ahead and hold this company liable they could keep doing defective stuff I, I mean so on that note you have to look at it like this the sec clearly isn't going after all icos you know what i mean they are targeting people that are maliciously masking themselves as like evangelists and professionals and real like companies and they are targeting them and they are helping trying to get investors money back I commend them for that. You know what I mean? And everyone right. should look at it on that level. Don't look at the SEC in totality. Look at it as how is it affecting IC? What, what, what are we listening to? A crypto show. You guys are interested in crypto. Know that there's someone out there looking for you, looking out for you guys. But at the same time, be aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, it's something we preach in every episode. It's do your research. You know, be careful. Don't be quick to pull the trigger on some of these transactions, investments, what have you. You gotta take a little time because, again, anything that's gonna earn you money doesn't come easy. You know what I mean? And it's no. just um, do take the time, do the research, look into comparison shop. You know, find out what's a good fit for you. And even if you find that right fit, you know, hey, do I want to put how many eggs are you gonna put in that basket? You know what I mean? Like exactly. And again, this is just an opinion. It's not advice. It's not anything else. Um, I just look at. If I make an investment, I say to myself, what's the amount I can afford to lose without, like, hating myself for it? Exactly. Without being on the street, your last yeah. rent money thinking you're going to come up quick, you know, like a casino, you could double up. That never works. You know what I mean? And and so, D, on that note, um, I'll, I want you to pull this up. I have it up and I'll start talking. But uh, pull up HowieCoins.com, H-O-W-E-Y coins.com so this this is a website that on the face of it looks like an ICO okay now when you look at it it's boasting that it's a pre ICO sale it has a, a correct timer it's it's showing how your coins are registered with the government SEC compliant etc etc it has a white paper which I downloaded an investment ladder it talks about all these returns okay on the face of it it looks like a legit ICO, okay? To me, it doesn't, but I mean, you know, to the normal investor, they probably would think it's a legit ICO. Now, okay. what I always do is, when I go ahead and click on a website, I go to about. I click every link before I click on that register or whatever, you know what I mean? I wanna verify what is going on. I wanna check their Facebook, their Twitter pages, and things like that, okay? now. If you go to contact, it will go ahead and take you to stay tuned. 
Now, you don't have to submit your email. What I always do is I click on the bottom, click their link, see if they work, like the Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Yeah. So when you go ahead and click click on their Facebook, it redirects you to a page Investor. from the government, Gov. the SEC. Look at this. this. The SEC is brilliant. This is a mock website showing how easy you can get scammed on on uh, uh, ICOs. So this is actually by the government. The SEC launched this website a while back. It'll be up for another 14 days. They launched it about 14 days ago. And it tells you all the red flags and everything. So I want everyone to go on this website, educate yourself. This is government wow, actual official information. Cool. Yeah, yeah, dude, this is what we need, bro. So when, when people talk, knock the SEC, bro, I commend them, dog. What other agency would be doing this, dude? They're trying to educate without trying to just this be like, you know what, we're putting an emergency band, you know? No, this is very proactive in a way of uh, preventing. I always believe in the old saying, the uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and this is what that kind of lends itself to. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking at, and I went back to the, the initial page, too, and I'm looking through, and I'm like, yeah, Wow, and I can see myself getting excited, like, oh, cool logo, and, you know, they've got all the little stuff up that you would expect in a website, and then then they got the teaser stuff, like, hey, platinum, ooh, look at this, it's a bottle of champagne on the beach, and then it's, oh, here's the gold discount, palm trees. (laughs) Okay, so, so, yeah, and I'll tell you what, so, I don't know if everyone knows this, but you could actually Google search photos. So yeah. you can actually match that and see, is that a stock photo from some like stock photo site? You know what I mean? Has this guy been used on 50 other ICOs? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what happens, dude. They put fake profile pictures and then people think that, oh, this is a team and they use names. The testimonial thing at the bottom is fun. And again, for everybody who, if you're listening, go check this out. It's actually really cool. And, and uh, I'm glad Jeff mentioned this because I had never seen this till he just now. Like, and so. I wanted to keep it fresh, bro. So you see how people get deceived, bro. Like, yeah, it looks legit. And like, you know, um, a lot of people don't know about the tools to protect yourself, like to search the photos, to actually go check these people's history. Like um, what got me at first, I, I just out of curiosity because of Howie Coins, I was like, what lame ass name? is how we coins you know what i mean no disrespect to the to the sec but like i just uh, you know that name i was like oh my god are you serious but like they try oh, but you know it. what i would think is like i see how he coins and i assume that's like the last name of the person behind this or something you know what i mean sometimes they're just trying to put their personal stamp on it so that way they kind of leave their legacy and i don't right. fault anybody for that you know what i mean like if i were right. to uh, I would probably consider like, hmm, how does Alvis coin sound? You know, right. use my last name because I'd be like, cool. I'd be, you know, maybe that'll be my legacy. Um, no, dude, and, and you're right, man. And and it's just like I don't know. To me, with the trained eye, <clears throat> I see multiple defects. And I know this is a SEC trying to just um, warn investors because a lot of people in the industry, like me, aren't investors. We're in the industry, so we're on another level. And we know that you know we don't invest in things like this. I don't invest in ICOs. By the way, I'm saying? boxing champ 1934 is another red flag for me because th- thank you. Okay, so like. Yeah, and they did this on purpose so people can educate themselves. You know what I mean? And this is awesome, dude. And I I think they're fucking great for this. So like token sale, like you check all this, but like when you go down the pictures, first of all, you can obviously tell they're stock pictures, okay? Yeah, no, absolutely. And they're always saying, buy now, buy now, buy now. All they're wanting you to do is buy. Buy, buy, buy. Before they say meet the team, before before they uh, show you a roadmap and everything, they're saying buy, 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 buy. That's a red flag, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the only point of this website is to buy. They don't they don't want to show you what they're doing. They, they, buy, buy, buy. That's a red flag automatically. Okay. Next, when you go to meet the team, all you see is their position in the company. You don't see their actual like history. It doesn't say um, expert in this, ran this company for X amount of years, or you know what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't give any little quick bio about them. It just shows the name. There is no bio of the people on the team. It just shows their position in the company. That's a red flag as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Testimonials. That's the um, one I was just looking at. So I, this is something I was just testing out. Like you people. pointed out. I just grabbed. Okay, so you see the the middle one, the the real drummer real star. Real drummer star. Yeah, I see so her, dude. I went on Twitter. 
She's what hot, I, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> went on my Twitter page, right? And I put that name in. And what comes up actually is a, it looks like just a dummy account anyway. It's a, there's no actual picture. And this person has one follower and they haven't made a single tweet. Okay, so bro, you just, I didn't do that by the way. So I'm really glad you did that and pointed this out. So that right there, if anyone was like really thinking about investing in this, you would be clicking on every one of these. And when you saw that, that would have been a huge red flag of like, whoa, something's not right here. Even if you thought they got the name wrong, they wouldn't get the name wrong. These are professionals. It would link right. them correctly. There would have to be a history. This guy, I mean, so dude, you just pointed out something great. Like if people would have clicked on that, they would have known that's another red flag. So like the SEC has this website. It's really educational. Please, everybody ever thinking. Another thing is they use words that are illegal. Okay. And I'll tell you where right here in the state tuned, it says, once in, we will provide expert timing advice and make sure tier one and limited offer tier two participants maximize immediate gains with the pre-planned pump. Okay, pump. That word is a red flag and illegal. You know what I mean? And, anything. and why is that, Jeff? Pump and dumps. You can't manipulate a market. Ah. That is very illegal. A pump significates, um, signifies you're pumping a market. You are manipulating a market by, by falsely inflating the price and then devaluing the price. And that's a pump and dump. That is very illegal and that is immoral and that is just like a, a big problem now as well. So like y y you know, people need to know when when you hear words like this, no real I, no real ICO is going to use the word pump. Okay, and then. Over past two pumps have doubled value for the period of me. First of all, that's not even correct grammar. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that alone should be like, wait a minute here, dude. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our past two pumps have doubled value. Okay. No. Our past two pumps have doubled in value. Okay. They're missing the in. Okay? Yeah, for the period immediately after the pump for returns there, of over 225%. 225%? Is that even rational? How can, you, how can you gauge that on what? I mean, I, I want to see graphs. I want to see a 20-page like book with like the most technical terms and like words I don't even understand so I can go research them and find out what they mean and see if they make sense to me. You know, how are you going to get 225% gains, you know? That's quite impressive. So that alone, I mean, people should understand that. And then, like we said, when you click on the Facebook, the Twitter, or the Instagram, it takes you to the SEC. I tried the the real, uh, that one in the middle. I just picked one at random right out of the three of those, uh, like, testimonials, you know. And it's funny to check out these messages from our celebrity promoters. So first of all, I look at these celebrities and I said, you know, uh, I'm a sports guy and a music guy. <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't know this drummer. And that's not to say I know every drummer in the world or whatever. Of course, of course. And I don't know every boxer in the world. Uh, so I'm curious, like, oh, who are these people? And that's why. So I went with the real drummer star, and that takes you to that SEC page on Twitter. Right. I went but, to the boxing champ one, and it's just a dead account. Like, it just says boxing champ 1934 hasn't tweeted. Uh so, like, you know, they created an account and didn't really do anything with it. So, again, they're showing you a perfect example of how some of these fraudulent corporations would operate. Right. And, and, and you know, like, <clears throat> let's go back. Let's touch on everything like investment ladder. They have more buy now photos than they do substance on their investment ladder. You know what I mean? The investment ladder should either be some roadmap with a link to, like, a PDF that explains what it is, not two paragraphs, bro. And it doesn't even have substance. So like people need to understand there's a lot of red flags here and, and it's just kind of like we're, we're, we're <clears throat> explaining and pointing out what the SEC is trying to show people. And it's like, Howie Coin platform stands as one of the largest cryptocurrency platforms ever built. Okay, they're using grandiose words, but yet they're trying to go ahead and get investment. And then they're saying their market surveys expect the luxury travel industry to set a world record of 1.5 trillion. I mean, they're trying to catch you with big words. And like, I mean, this is a great, I mean, wow, this is a great website that they did. So like, and they also do a lot of things here that just right away, 
don't miss out, don't miss exclusive, you know, things like that. I mean, <clears throat> people that have a real product don't use words like that. They, they put more substance into their content. Yeah, that just sounds like those, those kind of words are supposed to be used for, you know, your, the big Memorial Day sale at so-and-so Honda, you know, that's... Yeah. Uh, it's the quick buck. It's the uh, call to action is the right. advertising term, right? So exactly. that's not the kind of language you would find in legitimate companies uh, no. when it comes to stuff like crypto. So, And, and another thing is um, it doesn't even say a company name. It doesn't say an address, where it's registered, you know, anything like that. It just says Howie Coins, you know, it's complete like they're. Like when you go to coingorilla.com, it says digital currency LLC at the bottom. We're working on the website and people could click on that. It'll take us to the company website. You know what I mean? Like you always yeah. with an address and it has no address. I've had issues sometimes because I don't have like a LinkedIn page, bro. And like that's actually uh, there's been a lot of times I wanted to contact companies and without my LinkedIn page profile, they won't even accept that application. So like, you know, I, I've you know that it's a trip you know these days like yeah but you know but so um yeah but man, i mean uh, a website is crucial you know what i mean it's, it's crucial it's, but it but nowadays anyone could build one to be honest yeah. and that's the sad part so like people need to just uh realize what is the substance on the website are they offering a blockchain or are they offering a coin sale you know what i mean because that website you know howie coin is is basically selling a token like they're not offering a product or you know a blockchain or a technology or you know some kind of business like you know they're offering like nothing they're trying to sell something so just people need to you know decipher when they get to a website how is the feel of this website you know what i mean just like your general feel like what is the point of this website are they trying to educate me about their product that they're launching i mean does all this make sense or are they just trying to sell me something you know what yeah. i mean yeah no that's a good point because there's got to be layers to it and that obviously isn't the case with this site jeff are there any other tips you would give to people just kind of generally speaking about how to spot you know some red flags all right uh, first off the, the sec does a great great um job on howie coins when they take you to it's let, let me give them the link investor.gov check out like their news articles you know check out their advice they, they have great advice i would follow all of that you know very crucially another thing is um like i said if you're based in the u.s um invest in u.s based companies you know what i mean um, that's very important because if anything happens, they'll be liable. And as you know, the SEC is on it. So, I mean, you know, people are, are not going to, you know, I'm not going to say there's not no scams in the U.S. like Michael Stolaire and, you know, Centratech with that Mayweather. This will be the story that kind of opens the floodgates, I think, in some regard, because I think now uh, someone with that kind of with titanium and the kind of name credibility he had, it's going to do two things. Now, other smaller ones, perhaps, that are doing the same thing will get exposed very soon. Right. And the other thing, too, the great thing is this will prevent a lot of other folks who are probably in this very moment as we are recording <laughs> this, right, on June 6th, 2018, the anniversary of D-Day. There are people out there in this very moment that are probably like trying to figure out the next phase of their scam and then they're seeing yeah. this story break and they're going, Oh guess I'm gonna have to find another way to scam people and they're gonna be shutting things down. So Bro, thank you for saying that and I didn't know it was the anniversary of D Day today. I just wanna say to our fallen soldiers, God bless your souls, thank you for your service, you know what I mean? And um but um, on that note, um, sadly enough, with the way the world's um, regulations are so different, um, people that were probably, like you said, in this very moment anticipating are probably just moving their shop to somewhere where they can get away with it. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't want anybody anywhere in the world to get scammed. Right. Anybody that's a good person would like to see everything be great for all people all over. But well, that's not possible. So the right. way I try to look at it, and you know, anybody can take this with a grain of salt. I say just take care of your own backyard, your own neighborhood first. Mm -hmm. If everybody just kind of pitched in in their own community, that's how we can make the entire world like amazing for everyone. Amen, brother. And you hit it on the nail, bro. It's like 
I like to support local. Yeah, are there times I need to go to the Walmart? Of course, but I mean, in general, like things that I I can buy locally that'll help, you know, that I don't specifically need from Walmart, I will buy locally. So like, but on another note, so, and I just wanna throw this out there. We're getting short on time and I know you're busy. And, um, but um, it's like, okay, I love Coinbase. I'm in the US. I love who they are. They're a solid, solid company. Okay. I don't generally, I don't keep crypto on sites, on exchanges that are overseas, except for, you know, a couple. Okay. And it's like, and it's like CEX.io is a great example in, in Europe of a great exchange that has standards that they protect their customers that I know is a reputable company. I actually got to meet the co-founder, uh, co-CEO of CEX.io at the CPC conference a while back in Stanford. I actually looked her face to face, got to speak for five minutes. And uh, you know that platform is great and they're a solid company, okay? Um, another one is Binance. In the short time that they've been around, in eight months, okay, they have done brilliant things. They look out for their customers, they inform their customers, updates, everything going on. They're very secure and they're on point. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if this company's been around for eight months. It matters the quality of work they put out, who they are as a team. Are they in contact with people? Michael Stolaire hasn't been on Twitter since February. He got the money and ran. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. He was like, okay, that dude was uh, I don't need Twitter no more. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you look back on his stuff, like he was tweeting like crazy up until that point, and that's probably where he first got wind of him being investigated. And then it was like, another red flag. And stops. And then stops. Yeah. No, I get you. I totally get your point. But like um, now, like the, like the founder of Binance, he tweets more regularly because he has a paid staff that now he could relax a little more and do what he likes to do. He's the boss, you know, he has a team on it now. You know what I mean? It's not like back when they were getting the exchange started where he had his hands in every little piece to try to get it up and running. His time can't be on Twitter. He's, he's focused on work and getting it up and running, doing all the technicals, right? I'm in that stage. So hopefully later on I could be, you know, more communicative. I mean, I try to do the show to stay out there consistently so people don't think I'm a ghost, but you know, (laughs) but, um, yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's, it's one of those things where, again, it's kind of why we do, uh, we do here at cryptocurrency now. And it's, uh, Jeff's really here to give you the benefit of his knowledge, his experience, his connections to, uh, just keep people safe out there because this is a awesome opportunity this cryptocurrency world that we're living in now. And it's something that could really change a lot of things for the better for many folks all over the world and as we've discussed in previous episodes the blockchain technology itself is doing amazing things to help people all over the world um so when stuff like this comes out uh we just felt like it was important for us to just devote today's show to giving you guys a little more info and share this story because i'm sure there are other people who haven't really heard about what happened yet and I think, Jeff, you brought some really good information to the table today, uh, some important stuff about the red flags. I thought that example of the site that the SEC put up as a way of documenting to people how easily uh, fraud can be perpetrated online. Really great stuff today, man. I appreciate you. I'm sure everybody listening appreciates you. Thank you. And, you know, um, there's a good saying. It's a super simple make an educated decision you know this is not gambling it's investing like anything you do in life like d stated earlier don't invest what you can't afford to lose you know what i mean and and um just want to say that um you know thank you everyone for listening um thank you d i know this show probably ran way over i'm not looking at the clock but um yeah it's time for a beer it was a great show see everybody <laughs> soon <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us and comment on Twitter at CoinGorilla1. Register now at CoinGorilla.com and tune in next week for another episode of Cryptocurrency Now.